Chapter Six of the Girl Scouts at Home. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Pala. The Girl Scouts at Home by Catherine Keen Galt. Chapter Six. Driving through the winding roads of beautiful Iroquois Park, or Jacob's Park, as it is better known to the people of Louisville, they found the lovely glade where the grass was smooth and where the trees grew close all about, and it looked as though the little place had just been waiting for a couple of little girls to come there and enjoy a treat. For a long time they played while Minnie sat comfortably at the foot of a tree and sewed on one of her doilies. Suddenly they were interrupted by the sound of crying. Both girls stood motionless in amazement. Minnie put down her work. The crying continued. It was no feeble wail, but a good hearty roar with a running accompaniment of sobs in another key. Two children were being as miserable and unhappy as they knew how. As they came close to the leafy screen that protected Rosanna and Helen, the girls were able to see as well as hear the sobbing pair. The most noise was made by a chubby, red-faced little fellow wearing a cap. He was dragging an empty box by a string, like a wagon, and his roars did not prevent an air of lively interest in his surroundings. His face was tear-streaked, and he cried with the air of one who never intends to stop. A girl, rather smaller, followed. She clutched her brother firmly by the back of the blouse and allowed him to drag her forward. Her eyes were screwed tight shut. Her head was thrown back and she shuffled along, the very picture of woe. Three other children completed the mournful group. A larger girl who staggered along under the weight of a fat baby she was carrying, and another small boy who stalked along scowling unhappily, but with firm steps and squared shoulders as though he would not let himself be overcome by misfortune. "'Oh, oh, oh!' cried the little girl. "'Oh, oh, oh!' It seemed all she could say. L "'Let loose of me!' roared the boy, whose blouse she was clutching. "'Please stop your crying!' begged the older girl, setting the baby on his feet and shifting him to the other arm. "'The police will come if you don't.' "'I don't care! Ow, ow, ow!' yelled the boy. Rosanna backed up to Minnie and stood there quite overcome. Not so with Helen, however— after a good look, she pushed through the leafy screen, jumped down the low bank, and proceeded to ask questions. At the sound of her voice, the small girl opened her eyes, and her sobs dwindled to a steady sniffle. The boy stopped instantly. He looked ashamed. The big girl once more put down the baby, setting it on the bank, and the boy who had not cried stared off down the road, never giving Helen a glance. Presently, the girl sat down with the baby, and Helen dropped down beside her. Rosanna was filled with curiosity. "'I'm going down to see what it is all about,' she said to Minnie. "'Don't go too close, dearie. You might catch something,' said Minnie, intent on her cross-stitching and not caring much what the matter was. Rosanna slipped shyly down the bank and stood beside Helen. "'She is telling me about it,' said Helen, turning to Rosanna. "'She earned the car fare to bring them out here for the afternoon by digging weeds on lawns. Go on.' "'Well,' said the strange girl, "'we took the car and got out here.' and I had to carry the baby and help Luella there, so I couldn't carry anything else, and Tommy wanted to carry the supper because he said he was the biggest, and he wouldn't let Myron even take hold of the basket, and when we got off the car, Luella fell down and bumped herself, and the car went off, and then I asked Tommy where was the lunch, and he left it in the car. He always forgets everything. I oughtn't to have let him have it, but you see, I had the baby, and I had to help Luella. Tommy wanted to run after the car, but it was most out of sight. He couldn't ever catch it. So that's all the trouble. They want their supper, and there isn't any. 
I have a bottle of milk in my bag for the baby, but that's all there is except for carfare home. I'm sorry, but perhaps next time Tommy'll think how he leaves good suppers on streetcars. We are going to have bread and butter and doughnuts and three plums apiece. At the mention of the lost feast, Tommy burst out with even greater noise. Luella's eyes closed, and her sniffles changed to a low howl. "'I'm hungry!' roared Tommy. "'I didn't go to lose supper. I've got to have something to eat.' "'No, you haven't either,' said the girl. "'You haven't got to have anything to eat more than Myron has. Why don't you act like Myron? I'd be ashamed of myself, and you a whole year older.' "'That's just it,' said Tommy, stopping long enough to talk. "'Myron's littler and thinner, and, and he don't need it so much.' well i bet he does said his sister now you come along down to the playgrounds and you can each have a good big drink of water and then you won't mind missing your supper she stood up wearily and shouldered the baby she was a sweet-looking little girl but careworn as though she had carried the baby most of his life and so she had the other children started down the road tommy and luella silent for the time it had been a comfort to tell their troubles to someone good-bye said the strange girl smiling over her shoulder she kissed the baby shake a patty good-bye she said and a dimpled hand wagged a farewell to rosanna and helen we're very sorry said helen good-bye good-bye echoed rosanna they scrambled up the bank and stopped staring in the middle of the grassy lawn that they had chosen for their picnic ground stood a lunch hamper it looked as big as a house bread and butter and three plums apiece said helen under her breath bread and butter and three plums apiece echoed rosanna helen she said solemnly this is the reason we pack such a lot of lunch come on she turned and dashed down the bank along the shady road for the first time in her life rosanna was doing something that had not been suggested to her something that was out of the regular order of things she did not ask herself if the children belonged to nice families she rather knew they had no family at all in the sense her grandmother always used she did not stop to remember how shocked and horrified her grandmother would be if she could see her racing along trying to overtake the grubby little group of poor children with helen close behind she skimmed around the first curve and spied them ahead rosanna and helen commenced to call and wave their arms the girl heard and once more set down the baby tommy heard and squeezed out a louder howl luella opened her eyes myron glanced at them and again turned away and stared down the road rosanna and helen dashed up we want you to come and have supper with us said rosanna with her sweet smile we have a lovely supper and we cooked most of it ourselves and we brought a whole hamper full tommy shut up suddenly this was something he could not afford to miss hearing luella showed that her eyes could open and be very large and round indeed i don't feel we had better said the older girl slowly she certainly looked very tired oh yes you must said rosanna the basket holds just enough for eight people grown-up people at that and there are only three of us minnie thought we were crazy to pack so much but the things look so nice when they fill the boxes crammed full please do come i don't know she said hesitatingly helen looked at her and made a sign that rosanna did not see then i thought you were a girl scout she said now that makes it all right for you to come to us because as you see i am a girl scout too and you know we must serve each other when in need a look of pleasure lighted the girl's face why if you're sure there's enough she said i'm so tired carrying the baby it would seem good just to sit down and rest a while but tommy eats a lot we don't mind that said rosanna i don't want a single bit of that supper left to carry home the little procession turned and made its joyful way back to the lunch basket rosanna and helen seated their little guests and minnie 
her kind heart touched by the tired face and drooping shoulders of the little girl who had carried the heavy baby so far took the child and commenced to play with it the girl spread the paper lunch cloth smoothly on the ground and commenced putting the food on the table tommy stared with round eyes myron glanced at the feast and then looked away while to everyone's astonishment luella commenced to cry my land o love what's the matter now said minnie speaking over the head of the baby who nestled happily in her lap everybody looked at luella who mumbled something and sobbed right along what does she say asked helen the older girl looked dreadfully embarrassed i'm so ashamed of her she exclaimed in a low tone she does think of such dreadful things she is crying cause those plums are green and she knows i won't let her eat any plums said helen and rosanna together over there cried luella sniffing and pointing both girls began to laugh then stopped as she noticed the unhappy look on the large girl's face i don't wonder she thinks those are plums said helen i thought they were plums when i was little and always called them plums long after i knew they were olives here luella you can eat one now if you wish but i don't believe you'll like them at all i didn't when i was little luella took the offered dainty and popped it into her mouth she managed to eat it although she made awful faces tommy watching her did not ask for a serving can i help said the strange girl politely i wish you would let me i would feel better to do something when you're going to give us such a perfectly lovely supper please sit and rest said rosanna smiling you want to feel real good and hungry when supper is ready and i'm sure you must be tired nearly to death and if you would tell us your name we know which is tommy and myron and luella but we don't know the baby's name nor yours the baby is little christopher said the guest reaching over to pat the little hand and my name is mary you are rosanna and you are helen and i heard them call you minnie perfectly right said minnie will it hurt the baby to crawl around on the grass oh no indeed said mary he crawls all over he gets some dreadful tumbles but he never cries he has fallen out of bed so many times that we keep the floor all covered with pillows in the front of the bed and last week he fell down the cellar stairs tommy forgot and left the door open my good land didn't it kill the poor child asked minnie no there was a bushel basket partly full of potatoes on the landing and he fell into those and never hurt himself at all he didn't even cry but a minute he's the best baby we have ever had my land you poor chicken you said minnie you talk like you was the mother of the whole bunch i help a lot with them said mary simply and i guess they are most as much mine as mother's you see she works and somebody to take care of them and it isn't such very hard work especially since i joined the girl scouts all the girls are so good and have a lot of good times and oh it makes everything different what are girl scouts said rosanna both girls looked at her in amazement i know what boy scouts are she said hastily but i've never heard of girl scouts helen patted her on the arm well rosanna some day i'll tell you all about them but now we must hurry and get the rest of the things on the table because i don't think tommy will ever live if he has to wait much longer i know myron is awful hungry too said mary smiling at her little brother he never says a word but i can tell what he thinks myron is such a help to me he's just as good at remembering things as tommy is at forgetting them he helped to forget the lunch said tommy myron spoke up in self-defense no i didn't i was helping mary pick up luella and i thought you had it you had it the last i saw i put it down after that said tommy as though that explained everything i think i'll lay the baby down beside this tree and let him have his bottle said mary that'll keep him quiet all the time we eat wait a minute till we fix a nice place said minnie she brought a couple of auto robes and made a smooth soft bed under the tree 
"'There he is,' she said. Mary, who had been unwrapping wads of newspapers, produced the bottle of milk which she gave the baby. He settled down to a quiet enjoyment of his meal, and Mary sighed as she sat down on the edge of the tablecloth. Oh, "'I do hope you won't mind if I look at everything,' she said. "'I never saw so many lovely things in my life, even in a delicatessen window.'" End of chapter 6